Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Bill. Welcome, fellas. <laughs> Thanks a lot for having us back. Good to see oh, you. Good to see you. We don't How do I look? A little better? You look yeah, fantastic. We don't get many people to let us come back a second time, so <laughs> we're pretty honored. Well, I'm delighted. You know, over there in the studio is where the magic happens, sort of get dirty. But once you get all those things completed, you got to have a little show and sell. Yes. Yeah, show you know? and sell. I love right? that. So and why don't you give us a little idea of, of the, what we're doing here and why you have this set up the way you do. So on, for many years, for nearly 40 years, I had a retail gallery located on Longdale Drive. Mm -hmm. And I always had a separate studio that I would come and paint at. And this was my studio. Been here for 14 years. Prior to that, some downtown. And this is where I originally painted. So where we were last time right. was right here. A little more elbow room. But after 42 years of retail, I decided I wanted some Saturdays off. Yeah. With grandkids, do some traveling. So Joy, my gallery director, came with me. And now what we do is we work by appointment. So this sign really kind of showcases the latest work. Annually, I do about 80 originals. Twice a year, we have a private show. Anybody can come, just need to make appointments. And um, this is where I get to display it. And it really is much better. Yeah. Um, so we don't do reproductions as much anymore. We still have that, but once again, you have to kind of let us know and we'll pull them. But what I like about this space is number one, the light yeah. is extraordinary. I got great windows and it really showcases, I'd say on average 60 originals is what I, I put up. And what you'll see more than anything is remarkable diversity. We talked about my transition of not only mediums, but also subject matter. Mm -hmm. And as you come over here, you can see that really kind of playing out. Um, a lot of people think I've maybe gone too far, but I continue to show them that I have a handle on the landscape. And even with acrylics, maybe getting even better. Uh, it's got a different edge to it and a freedom. Uh, so I'm really being a kid. Once again, I'm being an amateur starting all over. And I love the fact that with acrylics, you can just build up a myriad of textures that adds a lot of qualities that people love just a splash of color in their home. They don't want something representational. They just want a spot of color. Right. Um, so with that, I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. So from a very amateurist point of view, it mm -hmm. appears this artwork has more dimension. Mm -hmm. than the watercolors. Is that just me? It, it, well, it is true because you can add so many different effects and binders to create a, a lot of texture. Now, let me find some piece who would be all the way over here. Okay. Where um, taking palette knives, you can really sort of play against the, the canvas and it catches. It gets a lot of chatter is what I kind of call it. So it speaks to you in a, in a variety of ways. Now, if you have a, another one of those bourbons you, and you come back, you're going to see lots of different things in this particular It's already thing. starting to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see horses climbing over fences. It's kind of like, what do you see in the sky when you're looking at the clouds? Right. Well, you know, but opposite of that is that ability to still celebrate the romance of landscapes. Yeah. Uh, this particular mm. piece is of Grandfather Mountain which is one of my favorite places to retreat to in the summertime. And 
Yeah, I mentioned to Scott, I, I almost feel like I could just walk right into yeah. that painting. It's that, yeah. it's that inviting. Well, the medium allows to have some magnificent atmosphere. And as we, you know, travel over here, you can see just more and more. Uh, typically, what I always like to stage in the studio is putting some contemporary work right beside some traditional work. Yeah. So here's a good example of taking the same palette right here and now weaving it over into some representational works. And what this also allows is to, to let the homeowner know that you can mix. You can mix and match. Everything hasn't got to be the same. Right. So eclecticism is really in. And, um, and we're just very intentional the way that we hang these pieces. Okay, another amateur question. Yeah. So, is there a a blueprint of the of the the subject there, mm -hmm. and then you layer color into it? Is that how the process works? I'm just curious. I would say with the contemporary work, there's there's it's a twofold process. One is construction, where you're putting on the paint, and then I hate to say it, it's almost destruction, mm -hmm. where you're taking it off. The only way that you get these marvelous um, atmospheres of drag and, and texture is putting it on, taking it off. It's blotting. It's, it's like furniture with patinas. Mm. You know, a lot of, you know, it's almost like you look at the kids and you see them wear these jeans mm -hmm. and the denim is ragged and stringy and their intentional way they cut holes in it and they, they acid wash it yeah. and all kind of, well, it's the same thing really kind of with painting. Matter of fact, the piece right behind you is called denim. And it came about with, once again, you can see how the shadows are catching these effects. Yeah. But that comes about by putting a very heavy binder, an acrylic binder on it, that builds up the layers. But then when you play it down, you see how thin it gets. It's so rapid and fast. Sometimes it's done, I put the paper towel on, it'll spritz it, I'll blot it, pick it off. It's palette knives. You can use these uh, tippets and you load it up with paint and you squirt it and mm. it runs. And before it gets too solid, you blot it mm. so it has a lot of transparency to it. And um, that's the neat thing about coming to the studio is that you see a lot of the pieces under construction, like we had next yeah. door, but you also get to see them finished. This is that's probably amazing. the most yes. marvelous texture. That, that's fantastic. Yeah. And I feel the sea foam just, yeah, almost, just kicking yes. off of that if you get it at an angle. Yeah. So, Bill, if somebody has an interest in your art, how do they make the connection with you? Well, it's real complicated. Okay. It's called WilliamMangum.com. I can figure that one out. <laughs> just, just go there. It's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. You know, you can see, you can click on events, you can see what's coming up, you can sign up, be on our mail list. That's how you get the invitations to the shows. Unfortunately, because of the size of the studio, I just can't handle the crowds. Right. And we really prefer to do it intimately. So twice a year, over two nights, we open it up and you know, have a couple hundred guests. Mm -hmm. And it's really kind of fun because it's one-on-one. It's -on -one. Yeah. That's what I like. So mm -hmm. do you have a number in your head about how many paintings you've done in your career? I've created over 4,000 originals. 4,000 originals. originals in my career, yeah. Wow. Um, you know, what's interesting is over the years when we would record those paintings, 
you would photograph them, make slides of them, and then you made four by five transparencies. Well, all that is so antiquated, and you can't really even convert that. Everything is digitally captured today, and the way that you reproduce your work is digitally, so it's much easier. Mm -hmm. So I would say the better part of half of that body of work, I've got something of it, but not good enough quality to do much with it anymore. Wow. It's kind of like, pull out your vinyl or pull out your eight track tape yeah. or the cassette. Yeah. Right. Vinyl's made a comeback. Yeah, the, yeah, a little bit, but you can't yeah. find a cassette player. I don't even know if you can find a I CD player no. anymore. No, I don't think so. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, so at this at this point, Bill, uh, when people watch this, they're going to realize that as they go all around Greensboro, just to stay in Greensboro for a moment, mm -hmm they're gonna realize you're everywhere in Greensboro. I mean, you go to Star Mountain Country Club, there's William Magnum, you go to, you're all over the place. Well, I'm, I'm very fortunate, and I think it's, it's, you know, if I had painted just barns all my life, I wouldn't be everywhere. Right. But it is the variety. It's celebrating the parks, it's mm -hmm. celebrating the skyline, yeah. it's celebrating the seasons. Mm -hmm. And when you, I've often called North Carolina an artist paradise. I mean, think about it. You got the mountains, the yeah. Piedmont, the coast. Now you compound that with four distinct seasons. Right. You can go back to the same locales and paint them four times. Well, that's that, amazing. I mean, you just go and go and go. But early on, I recognized that preservation was so important. This is why I did a lot of books around that to mm -hmm. capture those sites to preserve them for future edu education yeah. for our kids, grandkids. Yeah. And that's what's important to me yeah. today. I still have a, a, a lighthouse series in our house that we mm -hmm. we purchased many many years ago that um, still hangs uh, you know above my dresser, and I get out of bed every morning and I look at it yeah. and it just brings me a sense of calm and peace and I think that's what art should do right it should evoke something in you. It can and you know even in contemporary work, it there's something about it that mm -hmm. eases the mind. You know sometimes you don't want to be so specific. Mm -hmm. You do like to dream into yeah. a work, so that may be the popularity. But to your comment about the lighthouses, I remember capturing a Hatteras, mm -hmm. and I had my middle son with me, Preston. And I said, son, you know, next time we come back, I said, that lighthouse is not going to be there. He said, what? Yeah. I said, they're going right. to move it. Yeah. He said, no way. I said, no way. You're going to move it. So I was one of the last artists to capture yeah. it in his locale. Yeah. So today, if you go back and you see Cape Hatteras, it doesn't have the same romance. Yeah of being right there on that shoreline. So that's the relevance of art. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the perspective too on some of the light, like just going back to Lighthouse series, some of the perspective on it. it's not just about the lighthouse, that's uh, a focal point of course, but you know, I, the, the one we have, and I'm, I'm gonna forget the location of it, but there's a picket fence and there's some geese in the yard and there's- Ocracoke. Ocracoke. Yeah. And it's just, I've been there many times, mm -hmm. we go back you know, regularly for summer vacations. But I go back and I always wind up wandering around and I try to find that angle. Mm -hmm. And I remember, this is what I get out of bed and I look at every morning. And it's just, I think what art does for me mm -hmm. is it draws me in and it, it, it evokes a certain, you know, sense memory in yep. me. And I'm sure as you've moved into transitions too, it allows people not to necessarily remember a specific scene, a specific coastal scene or whatever, but it's abstract enough that it can be interpreted. So I might look at that beautiful painting there and I might think of, uh, you know, fly fishing, that, that's water tumbling over rocks. Yep. That may or may not have been your inspiration. 
Well, you know, it's amazing. The titles that come around, like that's called fissure. So it's like a crack. Mm. And then oftentimes when you have a crack, things spill. Mm -hmm. So it could be this water sort of running. But what's really neat is once the light gets at a certain angle, there's a lot of gold fleck mm -hmm. in that piece. So it picks up those different qualities. Mm -hmm. um, well, this has been a special treat, Bill. Oh, I mean, I, I, yeah. I can't tell you how much it means for the audience to learn more about you and your, your, your incredible generosity and your incredible skill set. And if you want to get a, a shot at one of the 80 things that Bill does on an annual basis, get on that website and be, right. get on the, the list to be able to come to one of his events because there's a lot of people in line and you have to get in line for it. And we're just so blessed to have this time with you, Bill. Thank oh, you so much. Yeah. Well, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's a great Earth to see you. You're good to see you. Stay tuned for our next event and our next podcast down the road. But thank you for joining us this evening.